Hey, I got a good show for you today. Today we're going to talk about self-limiting factors. Self-limiting factors are factors that keep you stuck spinning your wheels in the mud. We also got a cool question of the day about, is there a self in Taoism? Is there the concept of a self? Coming up on our show, this and much more on Cup of Tao. You're listening to Cup of Tao with your host, Chris L. McClish. Chris is a man with many roles, many journeys, and one spirit. Today, I want to start out by asking you a question. How much of your day do you think you spend doing one or several of the following? These are things I call self-limiting factors. So think about this. The first one, depressing. That's when your mind is telling you things that are making you really sad, criticizing yourself and putting yourself down. How often do you spend doing that? What about arguing? Maybe uh, you have a significant other or a spouse. Um, maybe it's a family member or a coworker. How much of your time do you spend arguing? The third one is ruminating. How much of your time do you spend thinking about the past? Maybe it's um, tragedies, bad things that happened to you. Maybe it's even things you did. Maybe it's kind of a combination of the depressing because you're, you're thinking of something you did in the past that uh, you wish you hadn't have done. Predicting is the fourth one. How much of your time do you spend thinking about the future, worrying, getting anxious about it, wondering what's going to happen, or, or even predicting the outcome? The fifth one, analyzing. In analyzing, I'm going to put another one in there, comparing. So you're overthinking things, you're trying to figure things out, and maybe you're even comparing yourself to others, like looking at uh, social media like Facebook and looking at other people's lives and comparing your own life to theirs. The last one, busying, B-U-S-Y-I-N-G. Busying is when you're so caught up in things, and we all do it could be gadgets, it could be TV, it could be whatever. You're caught up in that, that you're not fully present in the moment. You're not enjoying the moment because your mind is lost somewhere else. Past, present, future, or lost in technology, something like that. So those are self-limiting factors, depressing, arguing, ruminating, predicting, and then analyzing and comparing, lacking, oh, I forgot to mention that one. Lacking is when you are desiring something, you feel empty without it. And then the last one was busying. Sorry, I forgot about the lacking one because that's an important one. So let's see, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
self-limiting factors. And I kind of lumped analyzing and comparing in together. So you could say eight. These things are what I see keeping people stuck. I've seen it with patients. Um, it's part of that uh, avoidance control and escape agenda that I talked about last time, how we like to avoid control and escape. And these are some additional ways that uh, we avoid being in the present moment and stay stuck. So in future episodes, what I want to do is I want to talk about counterbalancing these. Because, you know, with Taoism, we talk about balance, counterbalance, forces that balance each other out. So we want to talk a little bit about some things that we can do to balance out some of these things that both keep us stuck and keep us from enjoying a meaningful existence in the present. Um, but I wanted to put those out there. I want you to reflect on how much of your day, maybe you're listening to this in the morning, so maybe you haven't done these yet, but uh, look at the past few days and see what you think. How much of your time was done doing one or more of these self-limiting factors? Before we would get to the question of the day, I've got a challenge for you. I want you to do something good for yourself. If you have a significant other, you can go out on a date, but make sure you're doing something good for yourself as well as the other person. Do something kind for yourself today. And if you're listening to this at night, tomorrow, do something kind for yourself. Treat yourself in some special way. And that leads us to the question of the day. Today, our question comes from Pam in Dallas, Texas. And Pam writes, is there a self in Taoism? And then after that, she wrote about how she's had experience with Buddhism, where there's no self or a diminished ego, and it's encouraged. Um, there's a lot of talk about not having a self in that. So is there a self in Taoism? The quick answer to that question is, in Taoism, the self is a manifestation of the Tao. In, um, in contrast, in Buddhism, you, the self is kind of a, a bad thing. You have this cycle of addiction and aversion, and your worldly self is attracted to things. It tries to escape pain by moving towards things that it finds pleasurable. And the result of that is a state of unhappiness, a state of constantly wanting more, and that leads to suffering and desire and addictions. So, but in, in Taoism, the self is separate from everything, and yet it's part of everything. Kind of like, uh, think of a cell in your body. Is a cell you? Kind of, it is. The combination of all the cells is you. 
but the self itself is also not you. It's a part of you. So we're kind of like a cell. We're part of the Tao, and yet we're an organism that's within the Tao. So that kind of sums it up simply, but I like to go a little bit deeper with it and say, you know, you could think of it as two selves. That's the observing self and then the self that you know as the self, your mind. So you have this uh, part of you that uh, thinks and analyzes, and then you have this part of you that can see that from an outside perspective. Actually, you could think of yourself as having three selves, the self that acts. So uh, you say to somebody that uh, you're close to, you know, Sally, I really liked your old haircut a lot better. And then your second self, the mind, analyzes that. Why did I just say that to her? Now she's going to be so upset. Gosh, I'm so stupid. Why would I say something like that? That sounds terrible. And then there's the third self, which is the observing self. And that's the witness to the other two parts of you, the part that acts and then the part that analyzes. So in Taoism, it's functional to think of your mind or yourself having three parts. And I call the part that analyzes and the part that criticizes the critical part, the mind. And I call the part that observes it all being the observer. And then you could think of the part that acts on everything. You could call that the acting self. Yes, this is very similar to those of you that know about Freud, the id, ego, superego. Um, and this comes from contextual psychology too, where um, some psychologies call the observer, the witness, or the wise mind, um, things like that. Okay, so I think that answered the question of the day. I hope it did anyway. Um, now let's do a little review, a quick recap of some of the things that I hope you're working on. If you listened to the last podcast right before this one, if you did a marathon, um, you're going to be hearing this immediately again, and I'm sorry about that. Um, but it's still good, uh, or if you have a good memory from the last podcast, it's good to hear these things again. And if you're just joining us with this podcast, uh, these are good concepts to have moving forward. One of the things I talked about in the last podcast was mindfulness, which is being aware, having awareness, so awareness of the world outside and awareness of the world inside your skin. I mentioned a simplified way uh, that I teach mindfulness of the four L's, look, listen, label, and let it be. So you, you look at the situation that's occurring and the facts of the matter. It might even be helpful to write them down. And you want to have as little interpretation as possible then you want to listen to what your mind says, that critical mind that we just talked about. What is it telling you? 
because you've got that critic in your head that's going on, you know, maybe 24 hours a day, kind of like a obnoxious radio host. And then you want to be able to kind of separate yourself from that critical mind through the observing mind and have some awareness of, okay, this is just my thoughts. This is just my mind criticizing, analyzing, predicting, ruminating, doing what it does best. And not so much buy into those thoughts. So you label it. What am I doing now? Am I depressing? Am I um, comparing myself? Am I feeling empty or less than? Am I spending time arguing when it's not serving any purpose? What am I doing here? So you label. And then the last part, of course, let it be, is just to be able to be like you're in a movie and be more objective and separate yourself from what you're doing and then do something healthy instead, a healthy behavior. And I mentioned on the last show that uh, when doing healthy behaviors, we're trying to get out of the unhealthy autopilot that we were in before and start training ourselves to do things that we otherwise wouldn't have. New healthy behaviors that will feel uncomfortable because we're not used to doing them. So new behaviors seem strange and foreign to us because we're used to the old ways. And at the end of the previous episode, I talked about how it's important to do something healthy instead of making things worse by doing something unhealthy. So just because something would feel good right now, like sleeping my problem away, getting drunk, um, saying something hurtful, doing some form of avoidance control or escape, it's better to do something healthy, even if it feels strange, and at least to not make the situation worse than it was. So I hope you're practicing the mindfulness, the four L's. I hope you're able to notice when your critical mind is doing some of those things that we mentioned at the start of this, depressing, arguing, ruminating, predicting, analyzing, slash comparing, lacking or desiring, and busying. Maybe you could take a note of how many times you're doing that. We want to cultivate mindfulness through practice and start practicing healthy behaviors until they become second nature. It's also good to uh, look at what you're eating and are you exercising? How's your sleep? Because all these things impact our ability to be fully present and engaged in healthy processes as well. In the next episodes, we're going to talk about counterbalancing things to do. We're going to talk about topics such as humility, self-forgiveness, dealing with others, rudeness, being more present in the here and now, acceptance and letting go, and much, much more. So I look forward to having you with me, and I enjoy being a part of your journey of self-growth. Don't forget about your assignment, which is to do something fun, healthy, and kind to yourself. 
today or tomorrow. Don't forget to subscribe to my show in your podcast player app or to the RSS feed. You can find my email address, contact information, a disclaimer, and more information in the show notes, so please check those out. Be sure and purchase my book, Accepting Life on Life's Terms, Taoist Psychology for Today's Uncertain Times. Look for the book wherever you buy books. Available in written and digital format. That's all for today's show. Join me next week for another great episode. Until then, I hope you have a great week. May peace and love be with you. Thank you. I'll see you later. is a Coach CMC production.